stupid bitch. You filthy slut. I'll teach you to fuck with me. Hi. Starting off right off the bat. Crazy. You know I'm fucking crazy. <laughs> Look, this is the Real Pill Podcast, <laughs> and I'm your host, Kelsey motherfucking Loisel. With me today is my co-host. Um, sorry, volumes. Volumes, there you go. All right. <laughs> Uh, Mark Salcido, uh, managing editor and writer, ScreenGeek.com. For a second, I thought your name was, sorry, Volumes. <laughs> volumes. <laughs> you know what? That <clears throat> that was a running joke in that movie I watched today, that RRR movie. Somebody, like, somebody, like, one of the characters kept calling somebody, uh, sorry, one of the characters called another character Madam, and that character was like, like, don't call me Madam, just call me Jenny. And he thought that her name was "Don't call me Madam, call me Jenny." <laughs> the fuck? It's it's you know it's <laughs> it's comedy. Ah, got it. Sounds yeah. like dad jokes. <laughs> Maybe that's why I laughed so hard. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at the Real Appeal to Ease in Real. You can gem you can email us. <laughs> no, you can gmail us. <laughs> well, you know, we have a Gmail account, so yeah, I guess that works. Uh the real appeal at gmail dot com. Um, if you could please review us on any podcast catcher that you listen to our podcast on, we would greatly appreciate it. The segments for this week's show. Our our recent review of Megan. For some reason, I wanted to say mm, Thregan. <laughs> Thregan. Mathregan. Mathregan. <laughs> our variety time, The Toys That Made Us. And our geriatric cinematic is Child's Play, which came out in 1988. Mark, <clears throat> what's the topic? Uh, where did they get those wonderful toys? I think that's what the Joker said in Batman. Mm. Yeah. Well, let's just say yeah for the sake of argument. Let's see, yeah. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> um, first of all, this is our first episode of the year, right? I think it is. Yeah, it is. Want to welcome everybody back uh, to a brand new year. Um, you know, spank it on the ass and listen to it cry. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, you want to share what will be different? <laughs> what we did for New Year's? <laughs> well, it was raining a lot. Mm-hmm. Like the not the entire night, but most of it. And um, actually, it didn't stop until the next morning when well, th- we were still awake. Well, th- thanks for spoiling. I mean, thanks for burying the lead. Did I? Yeah. How? Well, because I was gonna be like, hey, we went. We went to one bar. I was gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna bring them on this journey. Well, I'm gonna still bring them on the journey. Yeah, but Jerry buried the lead. No, I didn't. Yeah, you stop it. Look, you stop burying the lead. <laughs> I don't have a shovel. <laughs> Use your hands. <laughs> um, we went to a few places. Mark's like, you know what? Make the night really fun. 
I'm going to find some things that we could try. So we went to this place called mm-hmm. the Formosa Cafe. Because we yeah. want to find Northern Seoul. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what happened? Um, <laughs> it was a cafe. It was more of a restaurant. Uh, and it was kind of dead. I mean, it was there was people eating there and everything like that. But there was there, no music. Yeah, there was no music playing. And then I, I realized that the thing that we wanted to go to is at a different club. But that club had something else going on. So that wasn't it. That wasn't, you know, we were in the wrong place. <laughs> at the wrong time. <clears throat> yeah, at the wrong time. And then uh, where we went next? We went next to the, we went to the Monty. Yeah, one, uh, one of the, our stomping grounds. And I, and I was like, all right, we're going to go to the Monty. They always have something going on at the Monty. We always got something going on. We always have a good time going to the Monty. It's great. Went to the Monty and it was borderline dead. Yeah, which is really strange to me. I'm actually really worried about them. Mm. Because um, it, I feel like the last few times we went, it's been pretty dead. I think that I think that your suspicions are true. Because I remember whenever I would look um, on their Instagram page to find out what's going on, they wouldn't announce anything until maybe like the day of or the, maybe the day before. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, we didn't. I, I took it as like they didn't have to. Um like advertise what's going on that much because people are going to come anyway um but what i've been noticing now is a lot more thing they've they've been announcing more things maybe i could be wrong obviously um <clears throat> they're announcing more things that are happening like weeks prior um no sorry not weeks prior like days like like many days prior um and I maybe they're like we gotta have more people like give them heads up give them reasons to come to this bar now and all that kind of stuff I think it doesn't help if they play, like, exactly two genres of music. Uh, I know they... I know they it's like they, that industrial stuff. It's some industrial stuff. Maybe, like, some hard rock kind of stuff. Like, um... Like, what, Brit... Like, some Brit pop. Um, I do know that, like, they are bringing more Northern Soul mm. over there. Because I know they had something going on, like, on a Friday. Gotcha. Um, but I think I think the funny part is like because we had to like navigate throughout the rain, and our dumbasses didn't bring umbrellas, <laughs> so we're like running with like jackets, our jackets that, yeah. over our heads. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think my jacket actually shrunk. I don't think so. I think if it's a little tight on me now. Well, because you got them big ass guns. Stop flexing so much. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and then, <clears throat> excuse me. We left there actually kind of fast because I'm like. You know what? At least we're like hanging out on New Year's Eve. Yeah. If we stay here, I mean, the music's okay. Whatever. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, okay. And then less than three minutes later, nah, let's go. <laughs> yeah. Well, because I was like, I was like, hey, let's see how everything's going to turn out. If not, let's go to the Bigfoot Lodge. And he like, like you said, like three, I'll say three to five minutes. And I was like, let's go to Bigfoot Lodge. Like Because we only been there like once. Mm-hmm. Well, you've been, I've been there with you once. I've been there another time. So I've been there like two times. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember saying like, when we get to the Bigfoot Lodge, whatever's going on, we'll just stay there. And it's getting closer towards midnight too. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we get to the Bigfoot Lodge and it's still raining. Mm-hmm. But the cool thing is that we parked right across the street. So I was like, fuck yeah. All right. Good sign. <laughs> That's a good sign. Um, and we get inside the bar. Um, and it's 
got a lot of people in there. Yeah, yeah. And it's cozy. <clears throat> like the the cool thing about the Bigfoot Lodge is it's kind of lodgy inside. Like it's all wood. Like a, yeah, like a cabin. It's it, that's like the aesthetic of it. It's like you're in a cabin. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so Kelsey and I were like, all right, we got a seat at the bar. The music was actually pretty good. Um, we got to see the bar just like hung out there for us at night. But one of the one of the great forms of entertainment <laughs> that we Un- had that unexpected night, forms of entertainment, unexpected form of entertainment was the DJ who had like these wide bug eyes <laughs> every time he looked at the turntable. Like you folks can't see it, but like this picture, like picture like somebody who just found a bug on their hat with their eyes like <clears throat> like that kind of thing, <laughs> and he kept looking at the turntables like and, and like. The records that he would pick up, yeah, or like people that he was talking. Well, no, that's to. the thing. He would have a conver- He would be having a conversation with somebody. He looked completely normal, like just fine. And then turn away to the to the record <laughs> to the records and big ass bug eyes <laughs> and stuff. Like if like he was like constantly trying not to shit himself or he was gonna mess up. He seemed kind of disconcerted a few times. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like that look you get on your face when you're thinking about something all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, you know what it kind of remind me of? <laughs> kind of remind me. Uh, I don't know if you can remember, but that scene from The Shining, when um, oh, the groundskeeper, his name has escaped me. Uh, Hollerin, I think Hollerin. Um, when he like when Danny's talking to him like through like The Shining, and his eye like the camera like zooms in, mm-hmm. and his eyes are like wide open, his mouth is like wide open too, like. <laughs> you can kind of like compare that mm. um and then like it hit midnight i think we we're there for maybe like another maybe like another 30 40 minutes or something like that because because mm. everybody they start taking off because it's like all right we're here we celebrate you know happy new year's and everything and as we step out it finally stopped raining mm-hmm. like it was finally stopped raining and i was like all right cool this is a good sign this is a good sign that the year is gonna start off right mm-hmm. and then the next day, I was exposed to COVID. <laughs> well, no, wasn't um, that wasn't the only good sign? The mm. DJ played some Bowie. Oh yeah, that's another thing. Yeah, um, it was a, a female DJ who hopped on. Her record spinning wasn't too bad, but yeah, she started playing David Bowie's uh, "Young Americans," and that's like perhaps like my favorite David, David Bowie song. Like. If you play that song around me, I'm like singing the song and I'm like dancing with it. I'm like doing like this hand movement kind of thing. Jazz hands. Yeah, I'm doing jazz hands. Exactly. So I was just like, all right, if David Bowie's there to welcome me to a new year, fuck yeah, it's going to be a great year. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I got exposed to COVID like the next day. Um, I would like to talk about the fact that we saw a rainbow. Oh yeah, on the on the way back, which I view as a good sign. Yeah, on the way back, yeah, we like because we like got some breakfast and everything like the next day, and yeah, we saw like a huge rainbow um, that essentially was like was with us almost the entire way we like drove back home. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that was pretty cool. Um, but like I said, the next day I got exposed to COVID, so it was mm-hmm. great. It was fantastic, wonderful. Started starting off the new year right. Mm-hmm. Um, quarantine for about five days but i gotta watch like a bunch of movies yeah which i enjoyed um yeah and i think that was it for the new year mm-hmm. well on my end because i know you and i you and i we went our separate ways for the week mm-hmm. i always think that the new year is fine mm-hmm. 
Um, but just the, the holidays, especially between Christmas and New Year's, are always tumultuous, tumultuous for me. Yeah, you 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 go through like a, like a lot of emotions and a lot of like contemplating and stuff like that. Not just that, but some <clears throat> shit happened. Like, mm-hmm. like I lost two aunts within the span of a week. <laughs> That's right. You lost two aunts. Which, you know, no one <clears throat> feels sorry for me mm-hmm. because... I didn't know them that well, and they were in their early 90s. Yeah. The thing that freaks me out about it is my dad decided to tell me, oh, yeah, out of the 10 of us, there was only three of us left. Yeah. I'm like, cool. <laughs> like, you're the parent I actually like. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, obviously, a number of things that happened to me in December, which, like, I've um, I've been forthcoming about. Well, some of it I've been forthcoming about. The other stuff is really bad stuff I, I don't really want to share at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, but like, I feel, I also feel like you're starting to figure your shit out mentally without share oversharing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to mention. I pulled my back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh yeah. You pulled your back on the same day that I found out my stepbrother was in a coma. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> fantastic start of the new year. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Cause I was, I like, I was going to start the, the, well, I was going to start the first week right, but I got quarantined. So the second week, I'm like, all right, take two. All right, let's try it again, right? Mm-hmm. And then I pulled my back. And like you said, your stepbrother uh, was in a coma. And this is like a stepbrother you actually like. Yeah. Like, I I haven't really hung out with my stepfamily since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that one of them died of cancer, like, mm. a few years ago. Yeah. Um, but this one I actually really liked because he was the only... Per, like one of the only adults in my childhood who treated me like a person yeah and so anytime i got to see him or his wife was a good day yeah um so it bothers me that he ended up in a coma mm-hmm. and then i found out on tuesday that he's brain dead or brain oh damaged. yeah i remember that yeah you said like they have him on a ventilator right mm-hmm. um you haven't heard anything else like if they're gonna like pull the plug or anything like that. i don't think my dad's gonna tell me for a long time i've told him before he's really bad about keeping me updated with shit yeah and like i he's weird he doesn't grieve he doesn't really feel that bad about things and i think mm. he just thinks that no one else cares either yeah so it's like i have to tell him like that actually pisses me off when you do that oh okay um so i don't know if i'm gonna find out for a while how just, things are going just call or text your dad like probably like every day and be like hey what's can you give me like an update what's happening yeah so you won't because i've done that unfortunately like i've done that before mm-hmm. where like i fell out of the loop of somebody who was gravely ill and mm-hmm. then i find out until like months later that they were dead and that kind of like fucked me up mm-hmm. yeah um let me see what else so like i said i pulled my back but i'm about 95 percent good mm-hmm. i think not too bad <laughs> um what else? Like I said, you're figuring some things out, like mentally. Yeah, yeah. And, okay, I was debating if I should say this, because I don't want to, like, jinx it. But I feel like I'm, I should say, it's just, like, the first stage. Um, I got I had a job interview um, at the day of this, at, at the time, not at the time of this recording, but the day of this recording. <laughs> yeah, they're, uh, <laughs> they're telling you, interview right now. <laughs> I know, right, uh, for a reporter position at a, a local publication. And I was like, all right, cool. Like, I was like... Let me just apply to see what happens. And the the interview went really well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I might be getting a call back for the second part of the interview. There's like three more interviews I would have to go through. 
which that's like nothing new to me. I've done that before previous jobs. Um, so hopefully it turns out well. I wouldn't, like I said, I wouldn't mind um, really getting into that because uh, I'm a film journalist, but I want to expand my horizon. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, all right, this is like a great opportunity. Maybe I can start taking this somewhere or something like that. Yeah. So yeah, that's about it. Uh, caught up. Yeah. yeah um, Cameron fell down the stairs last week. <laughs> I know you told me that. I also took her painting, her and her sister, and she tripped over the platform that they stand on mm-hmm. to teach the painting. Mm-hmm. And she, like, flew forward and some of the paint came off the cardboard that she was, like, because she wanted to get more paint. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> All at the same time. Ugh. They did. They were like, ugh. Like, <laughs> yeah. But she's fine now, right? No broken bones? No broken bones. All right. I mean, I know she's fine, but the audience are like, oh, my God, after my seat, is she dead? <laughs> no. Okay, good. Um, you know what's good? Um, food? Well, that, but also our next segment. Oh. <laughs> I thought we were going to talk about food. N- no. <laughs> no. Okay, I guess since Mark doesn't want to talk about food, uh, we're going to do our recent review of Megan. Katie, you lost your parents. Welcome home. You're my niece. I'm going to do everything I can to make this place feel like home. I just wish I could see them again. I'm not equipped to handle this. I don't even take care of my own plants. I have this project at work. Do you want to see? Yes. Ever since I was little, I dreamed of this perfect toy that would protect a kid from ever feeling lonely or sad. This is Megan. Hi, Megan. I'm Katie. It's nice to meet you, Katie. Do you want to hang out? Okay. The synopsis is a robotics engineer at a toy company builds a lifelike doll that begins to take on a life of its own. Directed by Gerard Johnstone, it's written by Akila Cooper. It stars Allison Williams, Violet McGraw, and Amy Donald. So yeah, welcome back to the Real Food Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's called Real Appeal because of, you know, banana peels, apple peels, mm. more banana peels. Apple. Well, you, you just said apple peels. Orange peels. <laughs> yeah, that Ki- one's obvious. Kiwi peels. Mm-hmm. Coconut peels. Grape peels. Grapefruit peels. Uh, anyway, all right, so... Keeping her eyes peeled. I, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I was on a motorcycle, and it peeled out once. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so yeah, Megan. Um, this or is, also known as Mthrigan. <laughs> Mthrigan. Um, this is a film that a lot of people have been anticipating to see, because this is just because of like the ridiculous premise. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, fully automated uh, doll that starts killing people left and right. I I like to call it when Chucky meets Skynet, mm-hmm. and then we get Megan. Yeah. Um, so, Kelsey, what did you think about uh, this latest film from uh, Blue Mouse Pictures? Um, it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. I'm not, like, totally in love with it, mm-hmm. but it is enjoyable to watch. Yeah, I, I agree with you um with that like it's funny i i kind of i thought this movie would be like there were parts where i thought it was like really funny mm-hmm. um but i i i it's pg-13 and i 
kind of wish the movie went harder, like with the kills or like maybe a couple more kills or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, I, th- I am aware that there is like a rated R version of this movie. Oh, really? Yeah. So I'm very curious to see that version. I'm sure it'd be part of like, uh, like a Blu-ray edition or something like that, like the unrated version or some shit like that. Gotcha. Um, so what? What is uh, you know, what were your likes? What were your dislikes about the movie? Um, I liked the premise, mm-hmm. and, and um, I like that Ronnie Chang's in it. Ronnie Chang is in it, and I loved it every time he was on the big screen. Yeah. I was like, hey, it's Ronnie Chang. He's like one of my favorite comedians. <laughs> and of course, he kind of plays, you know, his it's, shit. Uh, yeah, that's that's kind of his himself, just more of an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I like the girl, uh, Violet McGraw. Mm-hmm. I thought she was pretty good. You know, I thought she looked familiar. That's the girl from uh, the Black Phone. Oh, okay. That's the sis, the young sister from the Black Phone, which we had reviewed like last year. Mm. Um, I liked how it was directed. Oh, okay. What was about the directing that you like in particular? Without going into spoilers. The way they they told the story, mm-hmm. um, like it was cohesive. I like the pacing, mm-hmm. um, and I like I guess like how the story got from you know point to point. I don't mm-hmm. know, I don't know how to explain it. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can help me. But okay. it's like there wasn't a lot of downtime. Like mm-hmm. it told the story without being too fucking crazy, but mm. um, or being too like too boring or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, and um, yeah, actually, let me see. I think I think the movie's like maybe two hours. Um, let me make sure I get the correct. Yeah, not about an hour and forty two minutes, and it doesn't feel like a drag. It doesn't feel like it dra- really drags on in any any of the scenes. Right. Mm. Um, some of the music. Mm-hmm. The musical cues and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that, and I like the design of uh, of Megan. Yeah, it's it's funny because that design it's already been called like iconic, like and there are you, you can imagine this year, tons of Halloween costumes mm-hmm. as Megan. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. Um, you know I don't really like hmm. Allison Williams. You know what? You're not the first person I've heard that complain. That complaint. Um. Her act, it's funny, her acting like alone, like, where she's not interacting with Viol- uh, Violet McGraw, it's very stilted. Mm-hmm. It's kind of funny because normally, like, somebody who's been acting for years has, they have, like, if there's a dynamic between, like, two people, normally there's, like, kind of one leading the scene a little bit while the other person's either trying to catch up or maybe, like, they're going back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, Violet McGraw, McGraw, who hasn't been acting that much kind of was like she ran circles around yeah yeah exactly like williams yeah and that's that's the thing you're like you're supposed to really get a sense of um the Gemma character like her kind of being like having this whole responsibility of being a parent like thrust upon her and stuff like that like Mm -hmm. oh you know and she's she's like this career woman who's trying to like climb up the corporate ladder and all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. and here's this kid which she's kind of like um What's the word? Uh, estranged from, I think. Oh, no, it, yeah, estranged. Estranged. Yeah. Um, but, like, you, 
like whenever it's by herself, you're just like you don't really get that sense. Mm-hmm. Other than like when she's interacting with like McGraw. But also kind of not. It mm-hmm. still feels like they're acting. Mm-hmm. I also like because she was in um, what's that one, that movie? Which one? Get Out? No, the other James Wan movie. Uh, Malignant. No, that's not her. That's not her. That's not her. She looks like her. Yeah, I can see the similarities, but yeah, that's not her. Yeah, they had like the brunette, blue eyes, skinny white woman. Yeah, no, no, I get you. That no, that's not her. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't. I just don't like her acting. Okay. <laughs> well, um, what other movie did you say? She was in Get Out. She played the girlfriend. She, yeah, like that movie. I think her stilted acting was fine because her character she, was kind of stilted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you? I feel like I feel like you might have watched The Perfection. Was that one? That was the one about the cello player, and it gets pretty like fucked up. Nope. Okay. She's actually not too bad in that movie, but Nicole Schneider. Um, oh wait. I think I did watch that one. I'm sorry, Marie. Uh, is it Marie Pascal? No, it's. Uh, I'm trying to find the actress. Like in that they movie. go to like a camp almost. But it's yeah, it's like, like a cat. Yeah, it's like a cabin or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's like on Netflix. Um, yeah, and there's like a couple. There's like a number of twists that happens like during the movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't remember. I think. I think I had problems with that movie. It was overall pretty good. Oh, okay. But I think I had some problems with it. Yeah, that's the one that has Alice, sorry, Alice Williams and Logan uh, Browning. Mm. That's who. That's who featured in the film. Um, okay, so what did you think? I, I think the I think the as in terms of like the acting that really works well mm. um, is is the dynamic between uh, McGraw and Amy uh, Amy Donald. Sorry, Donald, the girl who plays Megan. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like their interaction together. Yeah, I like theirs too. Mm. Um, and uh, I, even though I don't really like Allison Williams, I like her interaction with Ronnie Chang. <laughs> because I like it, Ronnie Chang. It, yeah, because it's like <laughs> Ronnie Chang's like acting circles around. But see, this is Ronnie Chang acting like Ronnie Chang. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, like even with the, the scenes with Allison Williams and Violet McGraw, mm-hmm. um, I still didn't like like their interaction that much. Like even though mm. Violet was like out acting her, yeah. It, to me, it just kind of was like not enough to carry the scenes because yeah. you need that that second part, like that other the partner, you know, the yeah. actor. Yeah, I get you. Um, so uh, uh, a little bit back to like the directing. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't too impressed. With the direction from uh, Gerard Johnst- uh, Johnstone, um, I did. He did. I think he did like a really decent job, like conveying the story. One thing I did like in his type of directing, directing for this film, is like how he started with like bit by bit adding the creep factor to Megan. Like there was like a number of scenes where he just had the camera just like looking at her, mm-hmm. like straight looking at her and shit like that, and yeah. it, that that got more and more. Um, they got more and more use at the as the film went along, mm-hmm. and um, like even though I kind of complained about like I kind of wish they went a little bit harder with the killing. Mm-hmm. The other way around it that they that I think it worked well is like sometimes they didn't show like the they didn't show how Megan 
like the full extent of how Megan like dispatched these people. Or they would die like off screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that kind of like led you to the imagination. Like, oh, okay, they you know they probably died like in this form or fashion or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I thought I thought that worked well, but I'm still I'm still very curious to see like what the rated R version looks like. I actually like. don't think that worked as well for me. Oh, okay. Because um, it would move on to the next scene so fast that you didn't have enough time to digest what could have happened. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't imagining anything. Oh, okay. Oh, you're wrong. <laughs> no, just, just messing. Um, and I and I think what really works with uh, with Johnstone's directing is like this movie starts off and it like knows what it is. It mm-hmm. is like a campy horror movie. It's not really trying to be like too deep. I mean, there are like deep factors you can <clears throat> sorry underlying message you can see within the film. Um, but it wasn't like trying to be like a serious statement on like technology and parroting and stuff like that you can like you can extract extrapolate that um extract it yeah i, I said extrapolate that's not even a extrapolate word. extrapolate yeah but that's more like yeah i think you got that right yeah extrapolate <laughs> thank you hey you said it right i know right yay uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can like so yeah you can pull like some like hidden means behind it and stuff like that but it doesn't like it doesn't like think that it's smarter than what it is it's like you can't watch this movie because there's a, a doll killing people mm-hmm. and we're going to try to get creative with the deaths we do have to turn our brains off i think at certain parts because yeah. i have some issues with something that one character does that never goes anywhere something that you think might come back but it doesn't or um i don't know like there's just some smaller things that i'm like wait that doesn't really make sense but also like mm whatever it's not really deep and you know supposed to be perfect yeah there are like kelsey said there are parts you do have to turn your brain off or you have to like understand the logic doesn't make sense and they're not going to really like explain why they used it like the way how they use technology Mm -hmm. like how they use like wi-fi and stuff like that it's just like that's not how wi-fi works like yeah. it doesn't work in that form or fashion and shit mm-hmm. like that. But fuck it, why not? You know, we have we have to like. Maybe we're in an alternate reality. Well, I mean, you know, the, like Earth six two five. Yeah. Well, the technology is pretty advanced in this in this movie, but not like super advanced. It's not like thirty years in the future. Maybe like fifteen. No, I say maybe like five years or something like that. Mm. Um. Oh. So one thing I want to touch upon before we get into the spoiler section is uh, how you saying Akila Cooper. Mm-hmm. I really liked her writing because um, she's the one behind uh, *Malignant*, mm-hmm. which is like a bonkers ass movie. So obviously that was that was one of the, the selling points for me. I was just like, holy shit, I got to see like what's her next move and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. So I thought her writing was pretty well. It kind of adds like that good mixture of like horror and comedy. It mm-hmm. could have went. It's not as like ridiculous as *Malignant*, um, but there are like plenty of times where it starts getting kind of ridiculous, or like the mur- the deaths or the killings start getting a little like wonk, not wonky. They start getting kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, like one particular, there's like uh, a scene with a, a bully. Mm-hmm. And like the way how like that was written, I was like, yes, I need this end result. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you have any take on? <clears throat> sorry, any uh, opinion on the writing? Um, I liked it. I honestly think that's partially what kept it moving on, um, moving pretty well. Mm-hmm. 
like yeah the directing has to be part of it but um i think it was written in a way that would really keep the movie like moving along yeah 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 um there is something i wanted to point out about the writer um about what she's worked on in the past and i was like that makes sense uh oh yeah so she's the co-executive uh producer on star trek strange new worlds um but she's actually she's on she's done some work on let me see let me see what her writing is exactly uh she's she's worked on avengers assemble (laughs) she's written on luke cage and she's written on america horror story and that is like a level of um playful horror yeah and like not like just not being taken like too serious and shit like that. So right. I, I can kind of see like where she might have like taken it, even though she's only read like one episode. I can see like her DNA affecting that show, mm-hmm. and then her bringing that over to like to this movie. Do you think her and Jordan Peele would make an amazing movie together? Yeah, like I could see her writing something and him can, directing yeah. it. I can I can definitely see her like collaborating with Jordan Peele mm-hmm. on something because there because there's a level of like comedy mm-hmm. with jordan pills projects not like overly like overly used comedy but mm-hmm. you're like okay i totally get like the joke in this scene and stuff yeah. like that um you know since since you're listening jordan pill you should yeah, just make that connection we can make that connection for you yeah just, somehow just uh call her up i'm sure she's waiting well first call us up okay <laughs> and then if you want her number you gotta, you gotta go get it and no, no, give it to us. No, 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 no. You gotta sit down, let us talk to you for about like three hours <laughs> about all your work, and then the next day, come back over, talk to us for another three hours, mm-hmm. and then... You know, but this time about your wife's work. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, no, let's do this, Jordan Peele. You come over, you talk about your writing for three hours, right? You come back the next day, talk about your directing for three hours, okay? Then you come back... The next day, talk about your inspiration for three hours, okay? <laughs> and then we'll give you the first three digits of her number. <laughs> Since we probably can find out like about where she lives, we'll probably have. Oh a- my god, that's, that's, that's like stalker said. We probably well, no, find out like, where she lives. You know, the six one nine or the nine oh nine. Exactly. It's either like nine oh nine or two one three. It's one of those two. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, I know it's not going to be 508. What's the 508 area go? Where my dad lives. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and your dad, you live, he doesn't live in, I keep thinking he lives in Boston. He doesn't live in Boston. No, but it's not far. Yeah, okay. So He lives like, if you were in the center of Massachusetts, mm-hmm. but you go straight down and mm-hmm. it's not that far from the border of Connecticut. Okay, okay. That's a great roadmap. Thanks for the directions. You're welcome. It's a lot of woods. It's a lot. Oh, yeah, it is a lot of woods. It is. Um, all right, so you want to hop into the uh, spoiler section? Yeah. Okay. All right, so, yeah, we're going to get into the spoiler section. We're going to talk about uh, Megan at Great Links. Because I feel like you, you told me I say it mm-hmm. wrong. At, at Great, great Links. At Great Links. Um, or you could say Ad Litem. That would make you sound really cool. Ad Litem? Ad Litem. Ad litem. What is that? It's um a Latin phrase. Okay. And let me look it up. We talk about Megan. Ad litem. 
<laughs> doesn't even sound right. And people are going to be like, what the fuck did I lie to him? As Kelsey looks at her phone. <laughs> I definitely used it wrong. Why? What's the correct definition? Um, it is... <laughs> It's a legal term. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What's the what's the what's the use of this legal term? Um, it says especially of a guardian appointed to act <laughs> in a lawsuit on behalf of a child or per- other person who is not considered capable of representing themselves. All right, so we're gonna talk about Megan <laughs> at. Uh, a guardian who's incapable <laughs> of watching over a kid or whatever. I feel like I feel like that is probably similar to something else that is right. Okay. That now I'll probably never know. Okay, so let's let's take it back. Take two. All right. <laughs> At great length. So we're gonna talk about. <coughs> sorry. We're gonna talk about Megan. <laughs> At great lengths. <laughs> so if you don't want to be spoiled, here's your spoiler bumper right about now. Kind of fits. Ad litem? Yeah. You know why? Why? Because there's a little girl who has a guardian and like, you know, she can't make choices for herself. I got you. I had already so, made th- So like, you know, um Gemma, which is Allison Williams character, uh, mm. is um Ad Litem. Katie is Ad Litem. I had already made that connection when you when you read me that definition. I was just like, I hope she doesn't make that connection because we're just wasting time. Of course, I would. <laughs> we were wasting time. That's the greatest connection ever. Oh my god! <laughs> I gotta say everything that comes into my head, Mark. This is how this works. Speaking of which, um, when we th- this is a little sight because I, I I've been thinking about this for like I think for like most of, most of today. And there was that one episode that we did where I kept <laughs> I kept getting the button wrong or some shit and <laughs> yeah. I would like raise the volume and be like you put it in the bloopers yeah I put it at the end of the episode just to be like oh because we talked about it and I remember I kept like turning up the volume and be like damn it or like fuck I messed it up <laughs> and you were just, you said why are you turning up the volume <laughs> to say that <laughs> but that was during the spoiler section right I feel like that was during the spoiler section uh yeah i think it was or you were trying to get into the spoiler section yeah. so it wasn't even the spoiler section yet yeah 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 okay all right that was like a little sidestep um so, okay so uh one of the things that you said that bothered you about megan was like uh some of the things that certain characters had did that went nowhere um no certain things that it really didn't come to fruition okay. like um the one guy who mm. was stealing company secrets mm-hmm. that really didn't go anywhere Mm. Um, or, uh, Gemma, <coughs> sorry, Gemma, like, knew how to make this robot, and, like, you talking about the Rock'em Sock'em robot? No, Megan. Mm. She knew how to, she made Megan, and mm. then Megan's like, you don't even understand, like, this thing that you created, and to me, it's like, well, she created it. Like, <laughs> so she kind of understands it. You Or if she doesn't, like mm. it was a really fucking crazy, lucky, mm-hmm. happy accident. Mm. You know what I mean? I get, yeah, I get um, I get your complaint on that. 
Um, was there anything else? Because I, cause I feel like I have an answer for the first one, but go on. Um, what would I say the first one? About the... Oh, the guy who stole the company secrets? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was just so Megan could, like, like fuck with him or something. Yeah, the guy who plays Kirk, whose name is uh, Stephen Garnua Montan, I think that's his name. Um, okay, so with, with, with that, I think, from, from my perspective, I feel like that's used to set up the sequel. Because like he stole the, he stole the information, mm. maybe he like gave it to some like outside company, and they're gonna be like, all right, cool, we're gonna create our own version of Megan. Mm-hmm. Um, even though they don't really explain how it, how it would get out, I mean, mm-hmm. he just like he gets the file and puts it in like a Kirk folder in his laptop, mm-hmm. and like that's it. Like they don't show him like going somewhere and be like, oh, here's the information, or him sending to anybody or anything like that. Yeah, I, I kind of get that. Like, mm. it's such a weak connection, but, like, mm. the the pet that they had, and, you know, they had the commercial about it. Yeah, the, 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 <laughs> the one the that's weird. like, you know, you never have to worry about your pet dying. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I think. Like, that's like when I saw that, I was like, yeah, this movie knows what the fuck it is. Yeah. Like, it doesn't give a shit. And then, like, the weird furry thing mm-hmm. that it's so close to real life, but it, it's like, it's haunting because it has teeth and yeah. shit like that. So I think the connection really is that he probably gave the secrets for the... Oh, the Furby creature? Yeah, because oh, remember they were like, right. oh, there's this other one. It's out there and it's cheaper. Oh, that meant, I did not make that connection. Yeah, okay. But okay, like, that it's makes sense. really like a weak connection mm-hmm. and the character is kind of a, like laughable. Yeah, like a like total. You don't take like, him seriously or anything. So yeah, like, he's like barely like a side character. He's he's essentially a punching bag for Ronnie Chang. Yeah. Mm. Um. So I don't really. I just I think they could have done better with him. Like you think maybe the connect the connective tissue should have been a little bit stronger. A little bit. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, yeah, cause, I mean, because if you didn't think about it until I just said it, like, well, yeah, and the, you're usually good about that. Well, like the the part where he's like stealing the information, I was like, okay, that's how they're gonna set up the sequel. Yeah. Um, and then like later they kind of and it, once again you have to like throw logic out the window, where that um that at home device, um that uh, Gemma has, mm-hmm. how it's like. They gave you the idea that Megan probably like uploaded herself. Yeah, or she copy became herself. Skynet. Yeah, yeah, and it's just kind. Of, it, once again, it's just like that's not how Wi-Fi works. <laughs> or that one that I keep. Uh, it's like a racer head. Eraser head. The David Lynch movie. I don't know. It's a guy with the lawnmower in his brain at the end. <sighs> I've told you about this. He uploads himself somewhere. <laughs> First of all, holy shit! <laughs> what? That's not even. <laughs> <laughs> or is it Lawnmower just, Man or just something? Did you say like? fact, <laughs> you're like he has a <laughs> he has a lawnmower in his head. <laughs> he does. <laughs> no, he doesn't. <laughs> yes, he does. It's called the Lawnmower Man. Okay. Okay, and that's a no way connection. There's like no. <laughs> resemblance of that in the racer head or like like none of that whatsoever i know you're talking about the lawnmower man because i've seen that movie like a bunch of times yeah but <laughs> he has a lawnmower in his head he doesn't he does when he's simulating erasing someone's mind or something 
you mean he manifests because when he said a lawnmower in his head i'm picturing like a lawnmower literally like embedded in his brain like no but you see it like Like digitally yeah yeah i i think that i think there is a scene where like yeah he does have like he like digitize not digitizes he like manifests like a lawnmower in the in the simulation the virtual world to like dispatch somebody's brain or yeah. consciousness or something like that See? i haven't seen it for a while but just how you say he has a lot more <laughs> i'm like what <laughs> anyway <sighs> where were we going with that Oh, about Megan uploading herself into oh, the cloud. Yeah. I guess she uploaded herself into the cloud. I guess because they don't say that in the movie, but mm. like I guess they're like it's implied. Um, oh, so. um, I think I had an issue too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were disconnecting Megan, mm. like take her internet away, and then she can't override anything. Yeah, she's not. Yeah, she won't be connected to anything. Yeah, and he unplugs a bunch of wires, like. Mm-hmm. She still only had one left, and he unplugged it, and she still was able to do shit. Like, yeah, like that's once again, that's like uh, what's it called? Suspicion of disbelief, I think is the term or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, oh no, it's suspension of belief. Suspension of belief, where like, yeah, Megan's like, she gets like superpowers. Like she's like, I can control, I can control this car. Yeah, like the lawnmower man. Oh my god, <laughs> he became so powerful he could like use the airwaves (laughs) the stronger his brain got megan the lawnmower man (laughs) (laughs) um no she's uh, the the wi-fi wifey (laughs) oh my god stop it (laughs) the wi-fi woman (laughs) um all right (laughs) Um, so, okay, so I'll ask you this. Is, is there any, oh, okay. So one of the areas I thought they could have used more kills, mm-hmm. and, I, and I thought they were going to use this, um, was when, you know, she, she's like, she's like murdering, she like murders Ronnie Chang and like his assistant, mm-hmm. um, the Kurt character. I thought she was going to go on a killing spree. Mm-hmm. Like within like the presentation that they were having to show her off, I thought she was gonna like murder like more people, uh-huh. and it was gonna be like this kind of like malignant style, like oh my god, she's like going fucking crazy or something like that. Mm-hmm. So that part, I was actually like really disappointed because I was just like, w- like why didn't you have a couple more? I thought that would have been like re- that, that would have been them like really pushing it. Mm-hmm. What I actually really did like though about mm-hmm. what was going on mm-hmm. was how she started moving. That shit was her. That shit was hilarious, like how she was like dancing and yeah, stuff like, like that. Yeah, like dancing and like doing car- like flips and yeah. stuff. Um, yeah, it was. I could have used maybe like another like 30 seconds of that. Yeah. But like just seeing it was because that was like the selling point for the trailers. Uh-huh. And I was like, all right, cool. I can't wait to see it like expanded and stuff like that. But it's 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 kind of it like yeah, for the trailer. It. That's it. <laughs> yeah, but it, it was, it. I think. <laughs> it didn't diminish it though in the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so one of the kills I did enjoy, I even liked how they shot it, um, was when she killed that bully <laughs> in the forest. One thing, like, I thought it was so cool. And seriously, hands, like, serious kudos to Amy Donald, who's like, she's like a former gymnast. Mm-hmm. So a lot of those moves that she did was just her. Uh-huh. Like, the part where she's, like, walking on all fours and stuff like, like that. Like, running? She, yeah, she's running on all fours. That's her uh-huh. doing all that, right? And from what I, from what I heard... 
They didn't tell her to do it. They were Holy like, shit. they were like, like you're gonna run after, run after him. And she was like, okay. And so she did, and they're like, oh, we're gonna use that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's that part where I think it's called like a cobra stance or a cobra something. That's the part where she's like on her back and she like lifts her body up, but it's like starting from like the feet, like oh, almost yeah. like a whip kind of thing. Uh-huh. She did that on her own as well. Oh wow! Yeah, um, but. Like seeing that boy die, <laughs> and and like not even just die, but just being fucked with, like how she was like pulling his ear and shit I like know, that. That was so unrealistic. I loved it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I for like a split second, I was like, "Wait, can the ear really do that?" <laughs> I didn't think that. I was uh, like, "Oh no, the ear can't do that." What the fuck are they doing? Clearly, like, you're oh, smarter I get than it. me. Clearly, you're smarter than me. Um, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'd light them. Oh my god! <laughs> Definitely or, smart. Or or that movie where the guy has a lawnmower in his head. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I thought that was good. Um, another thing that I thought actually really worked well, um, and I've heard complain about this, but I, to me, it, it, I think it worked well with me. The part where it worked well with you, yeah. Mm. Uh, the part where Violet McGraw's uh, character, Caddy, Katie, w- sorry, Katie. Where she has like the full flip out and everything, like where's Megan? I want to play with Megan, you know, and everything. And like Gemma's like trying to calm her down, and then like Katie like slaps the shit out of her. Uh-huh. Like, did you did your kids ever do that? Like, did they ever see show like a sign of addiction, like uh, addicted to like technology when yeah. they were young? Not just young, but Cameron is pretty addicted. And whenever I take her phone away, she like freaks out. She's like. What choice can I do? What, yeah. And then she like bargains with me too. Like mm. I'll tell her you're not gonna get it back even if you do your chores. Yeah. You you have to like wait a few days because then you'll just like think you could do chores. Yeah. And it, then she like she'll bargain with me. Oh well, can I at least have it for the weekend? Can I mm. you know if I'm really good? Can I have it tonight? Like so she's pretty addicted to it. Yeah, Leia Leia does the same thing too, especially when like I shut off her phone. And sometimes she gets mad. Yeah, exactly. You know, Leia's like, Leia will be like, um, let's say I set her phone to like lock down at like 10 o'clock or something like that, right? And she's, she'll text me like, Dad, why is my phone locked? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's a school now. You have, to, you have to go to bed. And then she'll be like, well, last week you, you know, you had it unlocked for me until like midnight. I'm like, that was last week. <laughs> like, when you weren't going to school. Yeah, exactly. I, and, I, and I tend to use that phrase like, why are you bringing up old shit? <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so that part, I, that part I really did enjoy because that's where like, you see that connection between Gemma and Katie mm-hmm. and that like Gemma's like, oh, I really got to be a parent. Like this ain't no, like, I, I can't fuck around with this anymore. I think that's, I do agree with you on that. Cause mm-hmm. all of a sudden I got from, uh, Gemma that she really cared about Katie. Mm-hmm. What I didn't like leading up to that point was that Gemma, it was almost like, they were in two separate movies. Mm. They were so disconnected. Well, how, how do you mean? Like, Gemma didn't really give a shit about Katie. You didn't see her even, like, she was never around her. It didn't feel like mm. she was rebelling against being a parent or, yeah. you know, or even, like, trying to, um, what's the word when you're, you know, something is wrong or whatever and mm. you are making excuses for it. Absent? Absent-minded? No. 
I got nothing. I think it's just making she's like she's not even trying to make excuses or whatever. She's mm-hmm. just like, I'm busy. I'll spend time with you later. Yeah, like play with this doll. Yeah, yeah. Like I think she's worse than the sibling that's too old to play with her. So you're saying that didn't work for you? Not at all. They had zero <laughs> chemistry the entire film. Well, <clears throat> but it wasn't even like. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the type of zero chemistry that you would see between two people that were uh, estranged. Yeah. Because you would still see a little bit of a push and pull. Mm-hmm. I, it was just like nothing was there at all. I, just think, I don't see it like that. I think there was kind of a push and pull, but it was it kind of was happening. Not kind of. It was happening a little bit too later into the movie where um, like it seemed like there, were, there should have been more time for the push and pull. Like the, like the part where... Um, she like Gemma sitting across from Katie and like uh, Megan is um, next to them in the on the sorry next to them in the chair mm-hmm. and like the, she's kind of going back and forth about like putting her glass like on the table and not putting it on a coaster mm-hmm. and then she's like talking about like you know maybe you should stop playing with Megan so much and everything like that and then that's when like Katie's like going starting to go off on her mm-hmm. I think that like that it to me that was like leading up to like that moment. Were like that that confrontation between the two, but I felt like it happened a little bit too late in the movie. I mean, yeah, mm. it did. And also, whenever she had to deal with um, Katie, mm-hmm. whenever Gemma had to, it just seemed like it was like an annoyance to mm. her. So okay. it wasn't even like I'm rebelling against being a parent, or mm. like she said she wanted to take care of her. Well, why do you want to take care of her if you don't want to take care of her? Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just didn't. I just don't think that their chemistry was that good either. Okay. Um, that probably added to it, but um, one of the other issues that I had was mm-hmm. how um Katie was behaving. So uh, like, so some of it makes sense to me, like the addiction to the to um to Megan to, to the Megan. Techno- technology, mm-hmm. yeah. But she didn't even behave in a way that I would recognize with someone upset with their situation and lashing out. Oh, okay. It was just kind of, it felt like it was for a show. Yeah. Um, except when she was really crying. There was like that one scene where she was really crying. Oh, and Megan was like confronting, uh, not confronting her, was... Um, helping her. Yeah, helping her and consulting her and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. But like when she was throwing a temper tantrum in the car towards mm. the end, mm. um, because she couldn't play with Megan. Mm. That to me was like okay, that's a bit much. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. She all kicked. She kicked uh, Gemma's chair. <laughs> See, like, nah. And it's not her fault yeah. either. Like, she's. I think she's gonna be like an amazing actress as she gets older. Yeah. Um, but I just think that the the it was just weirdly timed. All of the emotional reactions. Well, I, I think that's. Um, I think that's when the edits kind of come in to like <clears throat> take take certain like how it said like there's an R-rated version. Mm-hmm. So there's probably like a couple more minutes with certain scenes that kind of like better explains the situation or kind of gives more of an understanding of like their dynamic and something like that. Mm-hmm. That's I mean th- I'm just theorizing. Yeah, I'm just speculating with that. Um, trying to think what else. Oh, <laughs> um, so the ending. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed the ending. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it even more because I saw that Chekhov's gun. <laughs> like, right at the beginning, I was like, she's she's going to use that rock and sock and robot uh-huh. to, like, fight Megan. Um, but I thought it got, that scene got pretty fucking wild. Like, it, it seemed like Megan turned into the Terminator yeah. in that scene. 
She did. She got melted. Mm. And like half of her body worked and the other half didn't. Yeah, I got like torn off, torn like torn apart by the Rock'em Sock'em robot. Mm-hmm. Um, Which you would think that her computer chip wouldn't work with all the heat surrounding it. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, well, because like they said, like the the scale the body was like titanium and stuff like that because I, I was thinking like damn she's like took so much damage like why didn't it why didn't why, why wasn't the chip like damaged at any point but yeah she had like t- that titanium body so maybe that's why the chip lasted longer well it's not just like bang banging damage but mm-hmm. i mean like fire damage and stuff like yeah, that. yeah because that's a lot of heat it melts plastic i'm sure it probably has like a cooling system i'm sure megan probably had like a cooling system. i mean i'm just i'm like just making excuses yes. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't see a cooling system in there. I'm an expert. <laughs> Just like you're a legal es- expert with them words. Yeah. I'd light them lawnmower, man. <laughs> Eraserhead. Woo! All right. Uh, all right. So is there anything else you want to add? I still mm. think this movie is worth watching. I know I gave a few things that I didn't like about it. Yeah. But I, I feel like a lot of that is you just have to turn your brain off because it's not a serious film mm-hmm. um, and it is enjoyable to watch. So I do yeah. recommend that you go watch it. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think it's safe enough for kids, you know, not super little kids, but like. No, well, PG-13, so yeah. Yeah. I can see that, yeah. Like there's not really anything real gory about it, so. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you on that. Um like I think I'll t- I'll let the girls I'll take the girls to watch it. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> All right. I I feel like well, Caden's likes horror mil- horror films. I feel mm-hmm. like Cameron might have an issue with it. No, she's okay as long as there's no blood. Oh, okay, I get you. Yeah, she loves action movies. There's some action in it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I feel the same way uh, that Kelsey mentioned that it's definitely worth checking out. It is, obviously it is turn your brain off. Um. I I'm actually really excited to see what they do next because like it's already been it's already been confirmed like they're working on a sequel. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I'm really curious to see where they're gonna take this movie next. Yeah. Um, and that's it. Yeah, that's me. it. Yeah, that's it for me as well. As uh, well. <laughs> da, da, da. I know. Da, da, da. Anyway, so what do we got next? Next, we're gonna do our variety time. <laughs> So, we're going to talk about the toys of our childhood that we loved or hated or wanted. Yeah. And I think you need to go first because I don't know what the fuck that is. Oh, okay. Um, all right. So, first of all, let me talk about the toys that I did have. Okay. That I really enjoyed. Um, I had... I actually had a, I actually had Star Wars toys like Star Star Wars action figures mm-hmm. that at the time I didn't know would have been worth a lot of money. <laughs> so like instead of like having them as collectibles, I used to play with them like a lot. I had, like mm-hmm. a Star, I had a Darth Vader, I had a Luke Skywalker. My mom told my mom told me that repeatedly that I used to have like a like a little Yoda action figure, mm-hmm. and she would always find it without his robe on, like because it was like loose, it would just come <laughs> off. So I know that sounds so wrong. <laughs> What were you doing with Yoda, Mark? <laughs> uh, being one with the Force or something? 
<laughs> touched me, he did. <laughs> no, Dutch men privates are done. Um, but it came in like this cool carrying case that was Darth Vader. Oh. It was like it was like his upper his like torso, mm-hmm. like half his torso and up, and it would like open. You put your fingers in it, and it would close, and you can carry it. Mm-hmm. I think my mom still has it too. Really? <laughs> yeah, and it was so fucking badass. Like I think it's like in a in a box in the closet, and then closet in the garage or something like that. I bet you could get some money for it. Probably, like my brother and I have talked about, maybe we can try to make some money off it, but we haven't really pursued it any further. Hmm. You want to go next? Yeah. Polly Pocket. What's a Polly Pocket again? So I they... feel like that's just a rock. <laughs> what? Oh, that's a pet rock. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> you remember those pet rocks? I, d- I never had one. I never saw the appeal. Oh, okay. It was a rock you just pet. It was smooth. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. Go on. Um, Polly Pocket. It is same thing, same premise. Mm-hmm. It comes in like a little carrying case. Usually it's in the shape of like a shell. Mm-hmm. And it opens up, and there's like a little doll, like a little figurine inside that's Polly. Mm-hmm. And um, you can put her in different places. In oh, the... I do remember this. Polly Pocket. Yeah, Polly Pocket. Yeah. Okay, all right, go on. Um, and I had a couple of those. <clears throat> and they were cool because you could travel with them, too. And you never lose Polly because it just lives inside the thing. You know what? I, my opinion on, on and toys. I, and I think you could move them around too. Like you put it in one spot and it could like kind of go up into the tree or whatever. Mm-hmm. My, my thing with, um, what I think is I, which I never, I never found out why this was never, this was like an issue <clears throat> or they didn't like certain toy companies didn't capitalize on this or they, they kind of did, but not so much now where like they had like this whole playset thing. And they had it like in different sizes mm-hmm. and stuff that you can put in there and just carry it with you. I think that w- it, because I remember being little and carrying stuff with me like out and about and I would like lose it because I couldn't carry it or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like a collection of things. Yeah. So yeah, I just want to add that. Just made me think of like miniature chess or whatever that you could play like in the uh, car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. You can just put it in a little storage case and you just have it with you like walking around with it or something like mm-hmm. that. Um Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off uh, about your Polly Pocket. <laughs> oh, no. That was it. Oh, okay. Um, let me see what else I had. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. I'm just remembering this. So, I had more. I, I obviously had my action figures. Um, they obviously were more tied to like, and I'm not saying I'm not the only, I'm not saying I'm the only one, but they were tied to either like a movie or a cartoon, right? And sometimes it was like a cartoon that was an adaptation of a movie. Mm-hmm. So, I had like these like ghostbusters action figures right mm. i still have them too and once again it came in a carrying case <laughs> and i i had all of them i had ray i had egon i had winston um and i had vankman mm-hmm. um and they were more of the real ghostbusters cartoon because i th- i think like they couldn't get the likeness of the of the characters in the live action movies mm-hmm. um but and i I used to love those toys. There was like this thing where like you can put like like a ghost in the back of one of the Ghostbusters mm-hmm. and like twist it and it would spin. So you can have the Ghostbusters like hand raised and it was like it was spinning after him and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had that. And of course, I had uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles like action figures. Mm-hmm. Um, I, had all, I, had all the, I had all the turtles. I had... Okay. In first grade... 
uh, I took the figure. I took two of the figures with me, uh, Raphael and Donatello, and I don't know what. I don't know why I did this, but like when I was like after recess, when I was walking back to my class, and there was like another class coming into recess, this kid was like, "Hey, can I play with that?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure." I didn't know the kid at all. Okay. <laughs> Because you were a kid and you were friendly. Yeah. That's why you did it. And I came home. My mom asked me about the toy. Because I think I asked her if I can take these with me. Mm-hmm. And she asked me about, where's your Raphael? And I was just like, oh, I gave it to I had a kid play with it. And she's like, did he give it back? I'm like, no. So I tried. I went back to the kid and said, like, where's my toy? And he said he didn't have it. Oh, no. So I never got that toy back. And I got, like. I didn't get cursed out at, but I got punished for like losing that toy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. <laughs> I had a favorite bear. I was a sucker for glow in the dark things. Mm-hmm. Did you? Oh, with that being said, did you have like a night bright? Oh yeah, that was one of my favorites. Yeah. I, you know what? Okay, don't mean to cut you off again. But it was hard to get the pegs to fit, and like the paper mm-hmm. wouldn't line up with the holes. Oh, <laughs> so wrong. like it was really hard for you to figure out how to make the thing. I had one of those growing up, but it was like the old school ones where the paper, it was actually paper. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah. And I would be able to line it, line it up. But the thing was like the light bulb would heat up. Oh, so yeah. If you left it, it would on get for, pretty hot. Yeah. So if you left it on for too long, the paper would catch on fire. Oh. <laughs> okay. So you're going. Um, I was a sucker for glow in the dark things. Mm-hmm. And I had a <clears throat> white teddy bear mm-hmm. with um, blue pajamas with like clouds and moons and stars on it was it like that, a care bear care bear doll no oh, okay and it glowed in the dark and it had like a little sleeping cap too mm-hmm. and i used to sleep with that thing every night and mm-hmm. then i let my neighbor play with it or like use it mm-hmm. and she never gave it back to me till it was like a long time and it was filthy and busted so the pajamas <clears throat> and like the night was it like white what, do you have a picture? I think so. It's called like a pillow plush nightcap stuffed animal. I, this right here. No, that's not it. It was okay. a white bear. Okay. okay. With blue pajamas with like white clouds, stars, and moons on it. Okay. Um. So yeah, there was that. Um, one of my ultimate, ultimate favorite toys was a sit and spin. A sit and spin. Mm-hmm. Okay. Was it this toy? Um, that looks pretty familiar. Oh, okay. Similar to that, yeah. Okay, so go on. Sit and spin. What? A sit? That sounds so wrong. <laughs> sit on and spin. <laughs> a sit and spin, let me see. Oh, I remember those. Yeah, and I tried buying one one time for Cameron. She couldn't figure it out. You just sit and spin. Like, little kids can either figure it out or they can't. I don't know. I I played on those things until I was too heavy to. Um, let me see. Yeah, sit and spin. Over 18 months, play school. Um, I'm trying to find, like, how old is the toy? <laughs> how old is the toy? Like, yeah, like when, when was it created? Was it made? Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> like, how we were talking about sit and spin, it sounds dirty. That is <laughs> an insult referring to a child's toy, sit and spin, but uses... Use it with a sexual connotation. <laughs> um, 
I always wanted a Barbie Jeep. Like a power wheel? Mm-hmm. That's, honestly, that is one of the things I always wanted. A Barbie Jeep. No, I'm joking. <laughs> no, I've always I always Like the wanted, monster truck or whatever? I always wanted a a power wheel, but my mom she was like, That's too much. She never she never bought it. That was the yeah. that's like the one toy I really wanted. Yeah. My dad too. He's like, No. I'm like, okay, but like you also don't get me these other things that other kids have. Mm. Like I never had a nerf gun. I've had that. I had a nerf uh like a like a bazooka gun. It had mm-hmm. two barrels and each barrel hold like I think four balls. Uh-huh. So you all you do is pump it and it's just like boom, boom, boom. Uh-huh. And then one day I pulled it too hard and it broke oh no and i was just like well i can never use that ever again <laughs> or like the neighbors had um the those things where you could like it was like playing laser tag mm. like they had that shit i'm like that's so cool but like i didn't get any of that like yeah. um what else did i really want the, going back to the going back to the power wheels uh-huh. <clears throat> the electric one um, I remember I moved into a new neighborhood, um, and there was a kid who had, no, his sister had it. His sister had a pink power wheels mm-hmm. and I finally was like, oh, I get to use it, but I was too big for it. Oh no. And I was like, oh, I guess I just never use it. <laughs> <laughs> and now we drive cars. Yeah. Now we drive cars. Yeah. <laughs> Got our own power wheels. <laughs> um, what else? Gak. I had Gak. Mm-hmm. I had Gak for the a long while. original slime. <laughs> I had Gak for a long while. Uh, eventually, it starts to smell over time. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I used to like to do with the Gak is because it was like in a container. Uh-huh. You would like put your fingers in and it. And it made farting yeah, noises. Like, yeah, that was yeah. pretty much the only thing you used it for. <laughs> no, you can like throw it. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me think of like, you know, the little um, the little bubbles that you get from like machines that you put the little the oh, quarter yeah. in mm-hmm. and it had like these gummy type things oh they were like hands right you can kind yeah. of flick it yeah <laughs> those were like one of my they were so fucking simple but i love those things yeah i used to like those too yeah yeah um i had oh all right all right um i had a night rider um do you know what Knight Rider is? Mm-hmm. The TV show? Yeah. I had a Knight Rider big wheel. Uh-huh. Right? Because I used to love Knight Rider growing up. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I used to pretend... Okay. So, I don't know why my mom bought me these, but she bought me a pair of gray cowboy boots. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Hold up. And I used to... Get on the get on the power wheel. On the power wheel. The, uh, big wheel. The big wheel. With my gray cowboy boots... And I used to pretend I was Michael Knight from Night <laughs> And, man, I had that song playing in my head. And I was like, like a badass. I threw, like, my apartment complex and shit. I was slick as fuck. Slick as fuck. <laughs> what else? Um, Nintendo, obviously. Oh, you told me. Yeah, tell me the story. Tell, tell the story about the Nintendo because I feel I always feel bad whenever you tell that story. Which one? The, like the fact that like either your mom or dad would only let you. Oh, my dad. Yeah, my mom had no rules. Mm-hmm. She would buy us whatever just to shut us the fuck up. Mm. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> kind of like the Gemma character from <laughs> Megan. Yeah, but like like most of us could ask for something, but mm. Kyle pretty much got whatever he wanted because he was a little bastard, <laughs> and. 
Thanks for listening, Kyle. <laughs> well, he knows he was, and yeah. he knows I'm kind of playing. Yeah. Um, it was him or Cassidy, because Cassidy was the oldest. Mm-hmm. Those are the two who got whatever the fuck they wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had, we had a Sega, we had Dreamcast, mm-hmm. we had Nintendo, mm-hmm. we had Nintendo 64, we had GameCube, we had... Never got Super Nintendo? Yeah, I think we did. Okay. Um, so we got all that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... You know, you play these games and then you go back to your dad's where you actually live. Mm. Oh, damn. You know what I mean? And, like, he had the Nintendo uh-huh. and I could play. I had, I think I had Excitebike mm-hmm. and one of the Mario games. It's probably like Mario Brothers. That's, that's the one most. Oh, no. I think you had Super Mario 3. I think that's the one you used to play. Well, I played all of them oh, okay. at my mom's. No, you know, but I don't remember. Yeah, okay. I think it was the original one, mm. but he didn't have the little attachment either. You couldn't play Duck Hunt. Oh, so you never had the gun? And not at my dad's. Oh wow! At my mom's, okay. we did though. Yeah. Um, so I could play it there, and I sucked at it, but uh-huh. it was still fun. Um, but yeah, like I could play it once or twice a year, and that was it. Like, damn, that sucks. I couldn't even listen to the radio station I wanted to because they didn't like it. Yeah. So like, I couldn't watch. Well, my mom really had me into soap operas, and you really shouldn't watch that when you're like eight or nine but yeah. i was like i can't watch tv uh-huh. and like i could only watch saturday cartoons uh-huh. on pbs Ooh. or upn Ooh. oh that's not too bad upn was okay but yeah. like they like, only not, like they had fox or basic cable that was it Oof. so like you get public access <laughs> or you get sunday morning which is like feel good news stories you know or we're just listening to channel five news God, being at your dad's must have been fun as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, we built a, a little house in the woods out of skids from his job. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, the kids, because it was in a public area, mm-hmm. um, didn't appreciate it. And mm. like it was getting kind of torn up and mostly people would go in there to take a shit. <laughs> Like just random people, like hobos and shit. <laughs> no, the kids oh. in the neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> They're like the shit's up, let's take a shit. <laughs> <laughs> like someone put a rug in there uh, and a tire, like a car tire. Trying to make it look all nice and fancy. <laughs> no, I think it was so they could shit in more comfort. Because they would shit in the tire. <laughs> a central location for the dump. <laughs> <laughs> and that's also where the kids would go like experiment with cigarettes and shit oh really and so my dad just basically made a crack house like <laughs> and we helped a him crack build house it for kids oh shit <laughs> oh shit I'm gonna talk to your dad about that like you know about that crack house for kids you <laughs> oh my god <laughs> That's fucking, that's way funnier than the story I was going to (laughs) tell. Well, look, it was like, it started as all housing projects start Mm -hmm. with good faith (laughs) and new materials. Like, it's going to be this great place. Yeah. And for a little while it is. We used to play house and stuff. And then eventually, you know, as we got a little bit older, Mm -hmm. it just kind of became like a place of crime, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Illegal activities. (laughs) 
you for, know, for children, <laughs> stealing people's cigarette butts from their cans and Ooh, like, I had know. friends who did that. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, I only tried that one time because mm. they're like, hey, you let's go to the thing and you know try these cigarettes and show each other our boobs so you could see how big they are or how small. That's what we did in the oh crack house. Oh my god. <laughs> have you told me that story i feel like you told me like a smidgen of it i didn't think it went that far (laughs) it always when you're when you're when you live in new england where Mm -hmm. even the kids are fucking jaded Mm -hmm. they're already smoking at eight years old Mm -hmm. and checking out each other's body parts at eight yeah everybody i mean most of the time, well, most kids, I don't know now, well, yeah, I'm sure now, like, most kids play doctor or house or whatever. Like yeah, but it was get. always usually pretty innocent. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not in New England. <laughs> oh, wow, fuck. <laughs> New England, if you're going to play doctor, then, you know, someone's already going to be trying to kiss you. <laughs> or you're, like, rolling around on the floor and you don't know what you're doing. But, like, <laughs> Roll, <laughs> rolling around on the carpet with the shit in the tight end corner. <laughs> Yeah. Oh shit. Alright. <laughs> um Damn man. I can't top that story. Holy shit. I'm gonna tell about my Play-Doh story. I don't know if I should go with that. <laughs> I always wanted those Play-Doh factories too. I never got one. Um I always wanted Play-Doh. That was that was like one of the that was one of the big toys. Oh well, it's I know it's not a big toy. It's a maybe because I recognized it wasn't a big toy, but like my mom would never buy me Play-Doh, like at all, right? I, I ascribe to that. Mm. i hated i was not let the kids have it yeah um so like we went to like uh we went to a store like a toy store to get something and i saw they had like the play-doh pack it was like four different colors or something like that so i took the pack and i took one out right mm-hmm. and i was like okay cool like i would take one to get my mom and be like look they come in one you know <laughs> they come in one yeah <laughs> So, like, I took it and I gave it to her, and she was like, oh, okay. So, like, they scanned it, and it was, they realized, like, oh, this is part of a set. And my mom was like, because she knew I've been trying to get a Play Doh set for a while. And she was like, all right, fine. You know, I think she paid, like, for the set price or whatever. But she mm-hmm. was like, okay, fine. Like, whatever. So, I was excited about this, right? So excited about playing with this Play Doh set. This Play Doh. It was, it, I remember it was green, like, almost a lime green color. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't know if it's the next day or a couple days later. I'm like in the living room of our apartment and I'm like playing with the Play-Doh and stuff like that. Um, and like I get it and I smash it with my fist, right? Like just bam, bam, right? Uh-huh. And I'm like smashing it flat, right? Just in- into the carpet. Into the shag carpet. Just yeah, and everything. My mom comes in the room and she fucking goes nuts on me. Like, I don't... <laughs> I think I blacked out. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. <laughs> it's like those videos you see where the kids are like hitting the TV and their parents aren't watching. They must be like two years old. Yeah. And they break the fucking TV. Yeah, but I, I apparently, I, I I had a momentary lapse of sanity, not sanity, but like. It, Rational, like yeah. rationality. Yeah. And like, like I was smashing the carpet and she like went off on me and she like told me to like peel up, like take it off and everything like that. So I did. It was too late. There was like this green circle <laughs> in the carpet of this Play-Doh just mash in there. And that's where it stayed until we moved out. <laughs>
do our geriatric cinematic of Tom Holland's Child's Play. Everyone has a birthday they'll always remember. Can we open my presents now, Mommy? A good guy! I knew it! Hi, <laughs> I'm Chucky. He's something, isn't he? This is Andy's. Time for bed, Andy. Good night, baby. Good night, Aunt Maggie. Everyone knows most accidents happen at home. How did that happen? This is no accident. This film came out in 1988. And the synopsis is a single mother gives her son a much sought after doll for his birthday, only to discover that it is that it is possessed by the soul of a serial killer. Directed by Tom Holland. Uh... It's written by Don Mancini, John Lafia, and Tom Holland, and it stars Catherine Hicks, Chris Sarandon, Alex Vincent, and Brad Dorif. So, I had a math teacher called Mrs. Mancini. Really? Yeah. So Tom Holland, um, the actor who plays Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> who who this, wasn't born yet. He wasn't born yet. Directed this movie. <laughs> um his not yet reincarnated soul. <laughs> so I have a bit of Okay. So when I was when I was little, I saw this movie. I saw it as a kid and from the get-go, I did not like it. Mm-hmm. Because when I because when you're a kid, you kind of want like when you're 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 expecting something whenever you watch. Like you're really actually expecting something like if it says it's a horror film, you're expecting to be scared. Okay, and uh-huh. at the, and at the time, I didn't really understand camp or horror camp or stuff like that. So when I saw this at a very early age, I was like, "This movie's not scary. It's a fucking doll." You know, I, I didn't say fucking, but I was just like, "It's a doll. I can just punch it, you know, or kick it. Like that's it, <laughs> right?" And I've always had like this disdain for Chucky. And like the child's play movies, and I was just like, it's not scary, it's stupid. Like, I don't care for it, mm-hmm. right? But then we like rewatched it, or we, we watched it like for the podcast, mm-hmm. and I was like, all right, I get it, I actually like it. <laughs> It's it's like it's like Megas not to be taken seriously, you know, it's mm. it's camping shit like that. Um, but as usual, no one gives a shit about what I think. It's the most important part is, what does Kelsey think about this? I still don't like it. You still don't like it? Mm-mm. I get the camp, but mm-hmm. I just... It's too... Um, I don't know. Like, Chucky is kind of annoying. Yeah, the kid, I like the kid. The one that you said has a punchable face. Oh, Andy? Yeah. Yeah. I like him the most out of the entire film. Mm-hmm. Um, his mother's <clears throat> ineffective and annoying... The detective is annoying. Like, I just, yeah. I'm really annoyed by almost the entire film. It's <laughs> why, just annoying. Why, why, why are you annoyed? I don't know. There's something about the era mm. of film. Like, you're either going to be full camp or mm. a really good movie. 
Mm. And this one didn't know how to straddle the line, I feel like. Oh, I gotcha. Okay. Plus, Chucky was so fucking vulgar. Like, Well, yeah, it's like the, the soul of a psycho serial killer. No, I know, but it didn't do it in a really convincing way. Mm, okay. It was just like, I'm going to get you. <laughs> like it's, He was screaming like a lot. That's what I mean. Like, uh, there was no intelligence anywhere uh, in anyone at all, ever. Okay, before we, a little bit, before we get a little bit more into the review, I'm going to read you the first draft of the script. Oh, okay. Okay, so this is the first draft of the script. It was completed in the summer of 1985, right? And it referenced Chucky as Buddy, who came to life after mixing blood with Andy and killed those against Andy. For example, the babysitter and a teacher, manifesting Andy's loneliness and isolation from an overworked mother and absent father. In addition to being to being a more psychological driven horror film, Buddy also only came alive at night when Andy was asleep. Many scenes from later sequels or, or sorry, originated in this uh, draft, like Andy's teacher's death and the climax set in the Toy Factory, Child's Way 2, the ending with the blood mixing with the melted milk as a spoiler, um, and Andy's teenage babysitter getting electrocuted. <clears throat> That's from a, a later movie. Buddy was supposed to have a pull string in his back to speak. And later, when it's revealed he was alive, he would pull it farther out of his back to the point where his voice deepens and tries to use the string to strangle Karen. That sounds amazing. That actually sounds... That sounds like straight horror. Yeah. Um, I would have liked that. I agree with you, too. Um, <coughs> that seems like a really fucking violent movie. Um, but... I still enjoyed uh, what we got <laughs> from the, the, the Chucky movie that we got in, from 1988. Um, I actually liked it so much that I want to um, I want to see the sequels now. Really? Yeah. I mean, I've seen uh, I've seen Child's Play 1. No, I'm sorry. Child's Play 3, which I believe that's the one where Andy goes to boarding school or military. He goes to military school. Um, but I do want to see part two. I want to see part three. And then I want to see, like, Bride of Chucky, Seed of Chucky. <laughs> you just roll your eyes. You're like, ugh. And I want to watch the series. I think they have, like, two seasons on Shudder. I'm interested in the series. But not the rest of the other bullshit. Okay, okay. I don't know if the series... However, I would mm-hmm. watch it with you. The the movies? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like... I don't know. You might you might see part two or part three. And you're like, all right, I like these. Or you might, you might like the... Uh, the later ones, like Bride of Chucky, Seed of Chucky. I think I saw Bride of Chucky with my mom. That's and the one then we where... were scared to go to bed. Oh, really? That's because <clears throat> that's the one where Jennifer Tilly's in it, and she she gets turned into a doll, and like you know, mm-hmm. Chucky has a girlfriend and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay. Well, actually, mom was more scared than me. Really? Yeah. It's like you and Cadence, like just watch horror films. You're like, all right. Yeah. I seriously. Guess, I guess it's scary. Someone gets stabbed in the throat. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> whatever. It's another Tuesday. All right. So what are your issues uh, with uh, Child's Play? <clears throat> My issues with Child's Play. Yeah, because you say you don't like it. You're just not feeling it. Not feeling it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think that it's that funny if it's supposed to be like kind of a humorous take on horror. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it probably is closer to trauma than anything else. Oh, don't. <clears throat> Don't insult trauma, trauma like that. Well, I don't think it's like trauma, trauma. I just think mm. it's like, 
Like maybe there's like there's a little bit of DNA. A little, like a tiny bit. Okay. Yeah. Um. And um, I don't like any of the actors except for the kid. Uh, what's the kid's name? I forgot. No idea. Uh, he's the one who plays Andy. Alex Vincent. Oh yeah, Alex mm. Vincent. Mm. He's the only one I liked. <laughs> okay, punchable face kid. Gotcha. <laughs> like Catherine Hicks. <clears throat> mm. She plays the mom so well that I think that's all she can ever play. Yeah, because you told me that's the mom from uh, Seventh Heaven. Yeah. Okay, because I've never watched the show. I've only seen like clips of it. Mm. And I was like, holy shit, you're right. Yeah. I grew up watching that show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is really strange because they're Christian, but my stepmom, who. She was Jewish, right? She's Jewish, right? She's a, a Reformed Jewish. Mm-hmm. Which honestly, I really don't know what that means. Mm. That means she was, that means they're a bit more lax in their beliefs, and they're not as stringent as like an Orthodox or conservative Jew. She definitely had no problem showing us this very Christian show. Mm-hmm. She also liked Touched by an Angel. Oof. My mom used to watch that. However, mm-hmm. couldn't couldn't fuck with a Christmas tree for Christmas. Oh, really? She showed you Christian programs, but <clears throat> but when it came to Christmas, no. She was like, it was Grinch time for her. My dad's like, yeah, no, nah, we're gonna have a Christmas tree. Like, yeah. fuck that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, is there anything of it that you liked? <sighs> I like the idea of it. I think they mm. could redo it these days and make it better. Especially if, like, mm. <clears throat> especially mm-hmm. if um, Akila Cooper wrote it. I bet you she could write the fuck out of it. Yeah, I can see that. Um, let me see, because I know they've, I know they've, they've remade the movie. Um, let me see if I can find. It. I know they've remade, remade the movie. After, like, Seed of Chucky or something like that. Um, all right, so let me pull that up right now. Uh, taking forever my laptop because it's bullshit. Okay. Uh, so there's Child's, Child's Play, Child's Play 2, Child's Play 3. There's Bride of Chucky, which I know is a continuation. There's Seed of Chucky. Okay, and then there is... There's Curse of Chucky... Uh, seven installments, second directed video franchise, Chicken Returns to Okay, so it's okay. So Brad Dourif comes back; he's the voice of Chucky. So that's that's an official sequel. Um, Cult of Chucky. Let me see. So Cult of Chucky is a rem- It's the remake and reboot. Oh no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm looking at a different one. I'm sorry. So, The Cult of Chucky, 2017, it's a continuation, because um, it has Brand Dourif. Um, okay, so then there's Child's Play, 2019. That's the remake. Had Aubrey Praza, uh, Gabriel Bateman, Mark Hamill as Chucky, and like Brian T. Uh, Brian, Brian T. Tyree uh, Henry? Yeah, yeah, Brian Tyree Henry, I think, is in that movie as well, <laughs> which is weird. But what's this, the rating on it? Um, let me see. I don't think the rating. I think it's. Let me see. Do 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 do. Film grows t- forty five million dollars over ten million dollar budget. Um, box office. Okay, critical critical response sixty four percent on Rotten Tomato five point eight ten average rating. 
Um, so it didn't. It wasn't that good. It wasn't that great. Like Peter Travis, uh, sorry, Travers of Rolling Stone had gave it like two out of five stars. <clears throat> so it's probably not good. Yeah. Uh, so there is like I know there's the series. Actually, I saw something that was weird. <clears throat> so there is oh the short film's called Chucky's Vacation Slides and Chucky Invades. So there's a TV series. 2020, uh, 2021, um, and Brad Dourif does come back as Chucky. Um, let me see. Aristotle Channel shares continuity. So it shares a continuity with the original films and a continuation of that story. So, so to get to that, you have to get through the other movies, mm. the sequels. Um, sorry, we're at, we're going about what you did like. What I did like? Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> um, I'm honestly struggling. Oh, okay. Damn. No, seriously. Mm-hmm. Like we're watching it, and it just seems like all the shit was happening, and I was forgetting it as soon as it would happen. Mm-hmm. Um, nah, that's normally like a bad sign. It's a bad sign. Like yeah. I really can't remember what I like about it because uh-huh. I think I checked out. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, okay. You. Um. Alex Benson, you did say you you did like Andy. I did because um you know how little kids when they get into the like a movie, mm-hmm. they act too hard, like they overact. Mm-hmm. Um I feel like he was kind of believable in a way, like he's just kind of like a innocent little idiot. Mm-hmm. Like I felt he was more be- the most believable part of the movie. <laughs> And so, I and I liked him. So this is like the same case as Megan, where like Valley McGraw was acting circles around Allison Williams. Yeah. This one, Alex Vince is acting circles around his whole cast. Yeah. Okay. Just in a different way. She was sharp as a whip, and he's, you know, not too bright. <laughs> um. So what do you think about? Oh, you know what? Yeah. One of the other things I like is mm-hmm. that. Chucky didn't reveal himself to anyone but the kid for a while. Yeah, so yeah. you don't. They don't even show you too much about what he actually is doing. So mm-hmm. you're wondering for a little bit. Yeah, um, I, I like. Yeah, I, I like. I like that part of the movie. I think like I think I remember that Chucky doesn't really. It's like Chucky uh-huh. until like f- like with the murders and stuff like that. Like forty minutes into the movie or something like that, because mm-hmm. it kind of. It doesn't do it too well because it's obviously like this doll is a killer and shit like that. But they were kind of doing this thing. They kind of want to do this thing where it might have been Andy doing the killing. Mm-hmm. And I felt like they were tr- they wanted to kind of go that route. But like they changed that at the last minute. Yeah. Of like, okay, no, it's just the doll like killing people and stuff like that. Right. Um, I think I remember reading that like there's maybe like a three to four hour cut of the movie. Mm-hmm. And that it really like gets to the whole thing of like Andy actually might be the killer. Oh wow! Yeah, I kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything else you like, or um, not really? All right. So here's why. Oh, actually, so I'm gonna ask you this question real quick before I get into like what I like and didn't like. Um, so it was rumored that uh, the voice of Chucky was either gonna be John Lithgow or Gary Oldman. Hmm. I can picture Gary Oldman doing it because he 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 has some like back then he was like some crazy 
He was into like some crazy shit. Yeah. Likes like he's like <clears throat> unhinged type shit. Well, um, John Lithgow is kind of like, kind of like you can't really take him seriously. <laughs> I think he would have been too comical. Not too comical. Too like uptight or some shit like that. Like, oh, I'm gonna kill you or some shit like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So one of the reasons why. It turned me around. Why does we turn around? It's like I said, I just really, I was just like, this is camp. Like, in no way should I be scared of this doll. I shouldn't be scared of any scene or anything like that. I actually liked when Chucky was coming alive. Like, I like this. I actually like the, I actually like the sound of, um, of, what's his name? Brad uh, Dourif. I actually like the sound of his voice. Because it, it's like. Maybe because, like, it sounds like a fucking serial killer. Like, and something about it, like, in a doll, just made it funny for me. I could see that. Like, you know, here's, like, a, here's a, uh, I forgot what the, I forgot what the doll's called, like, a My Buddy type doll. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hi, I'm Chucky. And then next, you know, it's like, no, like, I'm gonna kill you. Like, <laughs> I like that, I like that switch up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that. Um, especially, like, <laughs> Whenever like it came alive, which I came alive, I like how the face changed, where it's kind of like uncanny, uncanny valley type shit, mm-hmm. where it looked, it looked like a doll that got pulled out of a dumpster <laughs> every time it came alive. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like I, like I was enjoying it because I was just like, yeah, this is straight like camp camp shit. Mm-hmm. Can't be horror stuff like that. I bet I feel like when they when they um when they first like premiered this movie in theaters and stuff like that, they were like, Oh my god, they were like, it's gonna be a horror film. People are gonna get murdered and stuff like that. And as time gone on, they're like, No one's gonna take this serious. Let's just lean into it like how stupid this shit is. Yeah. Um, which I think is one of the reasons why I wanna I, I really wanna check out the sequels because they just get more and more ridiculous. Mm. So, yeah. It makes me think right now of Annabelle. <laughs> I hate those movies. I, 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 I do not like that Conjuring universe. Nope. Um, did you hear that James Wan's going to be ending that universe? Entering it? You no, said? ending it. Like he's going to oh. be like, like I, he's, I think he's got like one more Conjuring movie in him. And he's like, this, that's going to be it. I'm going to be done with this. Thanks. Yeah, I know. Right. Appreciate it. <laughs> um, so... My my dislike for Andy, it's not really sound. It's just more like a feeling. Uh, maybe because he just seems stupid. Like, really stupid. That's why I like him. Because he's the only one I believe. Well, like, <laughs> he's good at playing stupid. I think he actually might be. Like, there's like, I know like he's a kid. And there's a level of being naive. Mm-hmm. But like, like I don't know. Like, <laughs> how the fuck did he get on a train? Oh yeah, like like once again, throw logic out the window. Like how we did with Megan, he gets on a train. Like nobody's like, hey little kid, why are you on a train? He apparently had money to get on a train. He goes into like a crack neighborhood. <laughs> like yeah, bad part of town. Yeah, <laughs> he's um, not like I'm scared or like. Where are we going? Yeah, exactly. He just like okay, da, 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 like all that kind of stuff. And there's even like that part where like he takes like Chuck, he takes Chucky to the house where um, 
I, I forgot what the, the character's name is, like Eric something. No, um, I think it's Eddie. Yeah, Eddie. Like Eddie Buchanan or something. It was like some weird name. Um, how like Chucky goes in to like kill him and shit like that. And like the kid, Andy runs out. He's like, Chucky, Chucky, like calling him out and everything like that. And it's like, kid, you're in a, like a bad neighborhood. <laughs> you're just like, Chucky, like screaming out loud and shit like yeah. that. Um, although there was one part, and it, I know this wasn't intentional. It's just the editing was so, so uh, stupid. Um, was the part where like, he like, the kid, Andy is running and he goes like, Chucky. And then the edit was like the house going, like blowing up. So it's like, Chucky. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I read that like one of the, one of the things they cut was the reason why Andy wasn't hurt is because he like fell into like a ditch. Oh, okay. And it's like rise the building exploded and shit like that. Um I will agree, like, the level of incompetence, like, a lot of those people had, like, the detective. Uh-huh. When, like, to the point where, like, they put Andy in a psych, in a psych ward. Yeah, that part was like, what? <laughs> and it was, like, the dirtiest, dingiest, like, <laughs> shitty psych ward. Like, these are where kids go and the walls are, like, covered in shit. <laughs> <laughs> They're, like, living in a basement. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Um, and... I I I I honestly completely forgot this part, but I did like the reveal when when um, Chucky went to like that voodoo priest voodoo priest, mm. and he was like, "I need to like get out of this body, right?" Uh-huh. And he's like, "Look, I got shot and it hurt. Like that's not supposed to be a thing." And the guy's like, "You're turning more human mm. in that Chucky body, right?" So I can picture like this tiny little <laughs> like human kind of thing. Uh-huh. Um. But I actually like that. Like, there's like a there's like a ticking clock for mm. for Chucky. Like, you have to get out of this body to to be human. Um, I feel like they mentioned it that one time. Well, one time when he was talking to the voodoo priest, mm-hmm. and that was kind of it. Like, I felt like if they had that ticking clock a little bit more pronounced, it probably oh, yeah. might have helped make the movie a little better. Yeah, a, a bit of like, oh shit! Like he he's honestly has like enough time. He doesn't yeah. have enough time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if I mean, if you think about it, like when he says that about like you're turning more human, whenever he would come alive, he would look more and more human, mm-hmm. like bit by bit, like to the point where like his hair, which was like um, he had all his hair by the time he was like close to the end of the movie, it was like receding hairline, like pulled back and shit like oh, that. Oh shit! Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he just looked like more human, like bit by bit. Mm-hmm. So I like I like I was enjoying that, like that kind of ticking clock thing. Yeah. I like the reveal of the batteries. That was actually, I thought that was really good too. Because like the entire time he's a lot, he's like talking everything. Mm-hmm. And it was, it's something that was so simple. And it, that was like the one thing that finally convinced the mom, like, holy shit, the, the doll's alive. Mm-hmm. And the detective was still a fucking idiot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, even his buddy, his, his partner was even stupider. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what's going on with this doll? I mean, oh. but would you believe him? No. I don't know. I mean, I've seen some fucked up shit, some weird and fucked up shit. So, kind of, I think. I'd be like, really? Okay. He'd be like, well, I believe you believe it. (laughs) I feel like that's something you would say. (laughs) I believe that you believe it. God, that's... 
that's Kelsey's book on the supernatural. I believe if you believe it. <laughs> that's the title. No, I believe that you believe yeah, it. Yeah, I believe I believe that you believe it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's you. kind of what I, how I go through life. Like I'm not going to try and convince you you're right or wrong. Just like, <laughs> accept you for your opinions the way they are. That's a very nice way of like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> but I do it in a nice way. Yeah, in a nice way, exactly. <laughs> um, let me see what else. Um, acting's not that great. The direction's kind of like, meh for me. But I don't know, like, I, I, I like it just enough not to be, because there are people who I know who, like, love these movies. But I like it just enough to be like, all right, I'm curious about those sequels mm. now. I think that's what kills it for me is the acting mm. and the directing. Mm, okay. Um, and it wasn't it's one of those movies that could age well. Mm. Like, it just feels and looks old and the yeah. acting's kind of bad. Like, yeah. so I can't love it. Mm. Um, I, lo- I like the idea. I just... It just doesn't, it doesn't hit the mark for me. I feel like, uh, I feel like if you and I go through like the sequels and stuff like that, I think you'll start to like it more and more. Probably. Because like I said, they just start leaning into the campiness of it. And then you just start liking the Chucky, the Chucky character. Um, And from what I hear in the series, he's like really progressive. Yeah. Yeah. He's like a serial killer, but he's like, he's like, I won't kill gays or something like that. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Um. Anything else? No. All right. So, final question. Do you think this movie still holds up? No. No? Not at all. Not even a little bit. I have to agree with you on that. Um, because, like you said earlier, it looks it's very dated. Um, but I can see the inspiration that mm-hmm. people got from this movie. I mean, like you can, you can look at Megan and be like, oh, yeah, I can see we're like, child's play like has an effect on this movie mm-hmm. um but yeah i don't think it holds up either yeah, so, yeah. anything else no <laughs> i like how you're just new i think i like the pajamas that matched the chucky doll <sighs> nah <laughs> uh oh oh okay a little bit more um trivia on it uh, according to Don Mancini, the original idea for Chucky was that he was not possessed by the soul of a cobalt serial killer, but he was part of Andy's rage. Chucky was going after the people that were Andy's enemies. Don would later use a version of this in the sequels. Huh. So he's a poltergeist doll. Yeah. <clears throat> what do you think about that? If, if they went that route. It wouldn't have. It wouldn't be able to be campy. I don't think. Yeah, it would have been like more horror, like straight horror film. Yeah, I don't know. I still think that wouldn't have worked. Mm. Like kids can't really have enemies. Not not big ones. Uh, like if you're a kid, you're thinking of I want to kill these kids that I don't like and mm. my mother. <laughs> like that's true. I mean, there are there are like psycho kids and shit like that. You yeah, know, but we don't. But we don't know that until they're that much older, or we don't have an idea of it until they're much older. Yeah, at least like preteen. <laughs> exactly. And then it's all hormones. <laughs> um, anyway, okay. So that's it. Yeah. All right. So that's gonna be in. That's gonna be the end of our show for this week. Um, we would like to thank you for joining us on this week's show. Sorry for you know having this episode come out late. Uh, like I said, I pulled my back. Um, 
and we were going to record on Wednesday, but then I, I wanted to show Kelsey. No, we were going to record on Tuesday. We were going to record on Tuesday, but my back was pulled, and then Wednesday came, and I was like, hey, let's watch a movie. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot that today's Thursday. Yeah, today because is Because I thir- thought, thought today was Wednesday, <laughs> and you're like, and then we were going to record Wednesday. I'm like, today's Wednesday. No, it's Thursday. <laughs> you're turning into me. You're like, what day is this? <laughs> Every, like, two minutes. Um. So yeah, we'd like to thank you for joining us on this week's show. Uh, we would especially like to thank the folks over at Your Entertainment Corner for hosting this podcast on their website. Um, you can check out your uh, for all your film news, uh, TV news, and reviews. Check out yourentertainmentcorner.com. Um, if you folks want to kind of get more of my review on Megan, I wrote a review at ScreenGeek.net. Um, don't be afraid to drop us an email at therealappeal at gmail.com. That's real with two e's. Uh, you can find us. You can find our podcast on all podcast catchers and um, drop us a review on those podcast catchers, whatever they are, so we can get notice. You know, we can get notice. So next week, uh, we are going to be reviewing The Whale, which is in theaters now. Uh, it's, it's got a wider release, so hopefully more people s- have seen it. Um, the Whale, which is Darren Aronofsky's latest film. <laughs> and our geriatric cinematic is going to be 1985's Commando. <laughs> <laughs> You're proud of yourself for that one. Kelsey and I went back and forth about what movie we're going to have where it's like father and daughter relationships and all that kind of stuff. And then we came to the conclusion is like, let's do Commando. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, because Fly Away Home so boring. Oh, that movie's so boring. When you said, what was that movie? On the, on ground lake, on pond lake or whatever it's called. The Golden Pond? Yeah, the Golden, way off. The Golden Pond. You were like, that movie looks boring. (laughs) And then I showed you (laughs) the trailer for um, Anne of Green Gables first. A Canadian produced (laughs) film? Yeah. That was weird (laughs) to like... It's not even like Little House on a Prairie. It's like Little House in a Shack or something. <laughs> and then I showed you a... I thought they would have a trailer for Heidi. And it was uh, just a fan trailer. Oh my God, with that weird ass music. Holy shit. <laughs> that song was really popular yeah. like five years ago. And the funny thing is like every time we like try to look for a trailer, it wasn't there. And it was just the movie. Like you're going to have to watch the movie to know what it's about. <laughs> So anyway, um, <laughs> I was dying. So 1985's Commando is streaming on Stars, but is available to rent on Apple TV, Google Play, YouTube TV, and other uh, VOD services. Um, the turbot for that week's show is a dad, his little girl, and a couple bazookas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could take that two different ways. Boobies. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. Baby. Do 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 do. Ha <laughs> ha.